This is our number three of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality. Although we don't often agree, or certainly not always. Certainly this week we don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't agree on what's rational. Right. What's not. That's my point. Sometimes our <laughs> versions of rationality are different, but we provide you with an attempted uh, rationality in this desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape, especially on this transgendered bathroom issue, which I do want to add a couple more thoughts on later on in this hour, probably in the next segment, though. I want to do a couple different things. I often discuss the uh, the so-called Penn State Joe Paterno quote-unquote scandal because it's been in the news the last couple of weeks and it's been such a big part of my life for the last four and a half years. I'm going to talk about it from a slightly different perspective or very different perspective, um, not so much from the facts of the case issues, but um, things I've learned, especially in the last couple of weeks, about humanity in dealing with this thing uh, neck deep, and also how it has impacted my marriage and our attempts uh, to have a second child, which are, have taken a new development, which I know oh. you're very interested in. So I will get. I'd rather hear that. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's your favorite topic, but <laughs> it I, is I, my I, favorite. I will get to. It's all related now. So and I'll get to all of that uh, during this hour of the program. But first, just one last thought on this transgender thing because it really is. So extraordinary. Um, Where did this come from? Why the big push on this? I, well, I think Caitlyn Jenner had a, a big oh. ro- a big role in this. Um, you know, still has the wanget, by the way. Yeah, which that's fake. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly. You're right. a fake. You're, you're not a real transgender. That's exactly right. You're not. I mean, that, that you to you know to put it mildly, until you get rid of the penis, you really haven't been fully invested in this whole transgender Correct. thing. Right. So, you just like to play dress up. Right. Yeah. So until you get rid of the penis, I'm not that impressed. Um, and you know the rumors, although I'm not buying them, that Caitlyn Jenner is wanting to switch back, which would be del- that would just be awesome. But it's too good to be true. That's probably not probably not true. And if it was true, we would be hearing about it in a different way than what we are. But it, that story is out there. But you know, I guess the most amazing thing is that the polls, Leah Brandon, indicate support for what Obama has done. I don't and, buy that. I don't buy it. I, I look. I'm the first to acknowledge that how you ask a question, especially on a topic like this, is very critical, and you can get almost any response you want. But, Leah, if it's even close, it shows just how pervasive political correctness has become and how afraid, how fearful, how terrified even normal Americans are to express their true, real beliefs if they think that it's politically incorrect. I mean, and, and, you know, and here we have a, an edict from a still a fairly popular president who's black and the media loves this and academics love this. And there's no other real side. The only other side of this is Kurt Schilling. And he's getting not only fired from ESPN, but he's being erased from history and documentaries. So it's unreal. So when you get when that happens to Kurt Schilling, I can understand why. To, to kind of rhyme, it has a chilling effect on people's willingness to dissent. I mean, it's understandable. Well, but you, people look, are he, cowards. He he was he was slamming uh, this particular transgender who you know looked a little kind of crazy. Look, the bottom line on this is it's not safe for women. 
Do you not realize that men, since the beginning of time, and all they've ever wanted to do is get into the women's restroom? Are you people crazy? They either want to come in there because they're perverts, or they want to plant a camera, or they want to do... What is wrong with you people? Well, I think the issue, which I implied in the last segment, is liberals think everything happens in a vacuum. That there are no unintended consequences, there are no repercussions. This is all going to be... The only thing that will happen, Leah, is that true transgendered people will be able to choose their bathroom and feel safe, and no one else will be violated, no one else will be made to feel uncomfortable, and everyone's going to get along just fine, and nothing can go wrong here. That's the liberal academic ivory tower view. That's Have not, they never heard of a peeping Tom? What does a peeping Tom I, I do? Look, Leah, I, I get it that you're basically giving a pass into the women's bathroom or the girls' bathroom to anybody who's willing to claim that they're transgendered. I, effectively, that's, that's what it right. is. And there's lots of no holds barred. There's all, I'm not. By the way, I'm not <laughs> pr- suggesting that all of a sudden a huge percentage of boys are going to do this. But it doesn't take a huge percentage. It one. only takes one or two or whatever in your particular school, and you got a problem. A- and, and and it's not just schools. Come on, Zig. You know this is going everywhere. The, well, Target. For, we already seen it at Tar- Target. Was in an undercover, uh, sur- you know, camera situation. Acknowledged that you know you can as a man, you don't even have to be dressed transgender. You can go whatever exactly. bathroom you want to. Oh um, yeah. But uh, yeah. my last point on this though, and I, I know I've been really tough on Trump tonight. This, to me, is another issue that shows what a fraud he is. His whole brand is Mr. Politically Incorrect, Mr. Tell It Like It Is, Mr. Balls Down to His Knees, and he's taking a pass on this. And that, to me, shows you. See, this is why I'm so struggling with why do I want to fight for Donald Trump? Because even if he gets elected, I think he's going to become as politically correct as anybody. Well, when he caved when he wanted North Carolina to cave because of the quote economy I'm like wait a minute that's extortion <laughs> right you're yes, giving giving into economic extortion right exactly and that to me exactly. exposed him for what he really is which is right. a fraud okay that was not good all right when we come back we'll shift gears to the more personal uh, but you definitely will not want to go away on the free speech broadcasting network If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And in hour number three of this program, we tend to do more personal topics, stories from our often bizarre lives. And uh, Leah, I've kind of put into that category my um, my crusade for the last four and a half years for truth and justice and the so-called Penn State scandal, which really wasn't a scandal at all, if you are even remotely interested in the real story that has been dominating headlines now for the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden, uh, go to my website, www.framingpaterno. That's framingpaterno.com. The framing is supposed to be uh, figurative, not literal. It's not a conspiracy theory at all. I'm an anti-conspiracy person, although, frankly, um, I might be changing that phrasing, Leah, because what's been happening the last couple of weeks really might be a conspiracy. That's how oh, for sure. absurd it is. Um, yeah. But but th- I'm going to relate this in a different way tonight because it's really having a massive impact uh, on my life, my marriage, and also this issue of whether or not we're going to have a second kid. And let me explain. Uh, again, forgetting the facts of this case, and for those who don't know, what's basically happened in the last couple of weeks is that the news media has decided that these fragments of bullcrap information that came out of the Penn State settlements in the Jerry Sandusky case somehow proved that Joe Paterno knew of Jerry Sandusky's crimes back in the 1970s, which is just flat-out absurd. It's It's just flat-out ridiculous. And it's not substantiated. It makes no sense. And I have a perfectly rational, far more rational, alternative explanation for what actually happened, which, again, you can find at FramingPaterno.com. But here's the deal, Leah. In the midst of this four-and-a-half-year crusade... Well, there have been a couple of very significant um, exceptions, like, for instance, NFL Hall of Famer Franco Harris, for whom I would give an organ uh, and take more than one bullet if necessary. But the vast majority of people I have dealt with in this story have taken my already dim view of humanity and sunk it beyond a level that I could ever comprehend. Mm-hmm. I hate human beings because this story has brought out the worst in every almost every single person and after four and a half years i can't take it anymore i cannot take it anymore let me give you an example and it's and so much of this in the is in the media i mean because the media is bad on a normal story but you give them a story where there's no viable opposition look out Oh, it was like a wildfire spreading. They can do whatever they want on this story because they know which side is popular. They yes. know which side is perceived as being on the side of good, even though it's not. They're actually on the side of evil, but they don't know it because they're so stupid and they're so invested in their narrative. But but they know that there's no fight from the other side and there's no accountability from the rest of the news media. They can lie. They can say whatever they want. It doesn't matter sure. because no one else in the media will call on, that, on it. They can say that Sandusky was using Martians to help molest boys, and the rest of the media will go, wow, what a great cat. What a, what a great story. Wow. That was some awesome reporting there. And I'm being Click serious. Clickbait. <laughs> and, and I'm being serious. I'm being – this is not exaggeration. Let me give you a specific example. Okay. So USA Today, the most widely read newspaper in the country, has a sports um, columnist who's probably their number one sports columnist, Christine Brennan. Now, Christine Brennan is someone who I know very well. Christine Brennan and I dated a long time ago for a short period of time. Uh, She even visited 
my family on our family vacation in Kingsmill, Virginia one time. Okay. Uh, I gave her the title of her second book on figure skating called uh, Edge of Glory, which, you know, Lady Gaga later stole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but I'm kidding about that. Um, yeah. and, and oh, by the way, uh, for the last 20 years, she's been covering golf because in early 1996, I told her about this amateur golfer by the name of Tiger Woods that was going to change the world that she needed to get on the bandwagon for. And so she did. So you would think that with that kind of a relationship, someone who, you know, you dated, you, you titled your book because he gave you the title, you spent 20 years covering golf because he told you about Tiger Woods, and I spent two hours with her in Louisville, Kentucky at the PGA Championship at Valhalla uh, a couple of years ago, explaining to her exactly what really did and did not happen in this case. So you would think, you would think that at the very least, that person telling you about a story they know a thousand times more than you do might at least give you pause, right? Might might make you, hey, maybe make a phone call or send an email before you go off spouting off a bunch of lies, right? In a rational world, wouldn't you think that, Leah? Yeah. I, I, I think this story is so – it's so much – that it, the hill is too big to fight, except for someone like you. So, you know. But do you understand? I understand where she she should have, you know, maybe not spread the lies. No, no, but um, she didn't even she didn't even give a make a phone call. Didn't send an email. Hey, John, anything? You know, she didn't even care. Because here and here, by the way, here's why she didn't call or email me. She knew that if I she did that. I would destroy her ability to, in good conscience, do the story that she wanted to do, which she knew was a layup, which would be popular and make her seem like she was on the side of good and further the narrative that she's bought into, even though it was false for the last four and a half years. So she yeah. purposely didn't want to engage me because no, then I'll it would bet. make it yeah. more difficult for her to go forward with this lie. I, and, yeah, okay. And, and, what, and what really bugs me about it, it's not just a personal – I mean, it's a personal affront to me. When, when, because people that know me, Leah, as you do, I, I don't put my ass in the line for something like this unless I know I'm right. And when I, and then when I delve into it, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the world's sure. foremost expert on this, and she doesn't know crap. She doesn't know anything about the story at all except the headlines. And what she is the most, she is representative of the most heinous and and cancerous trend in all of media, which is. As long as it's popular, yes, it doesn't matter if it's true. Popularity trumps truth, and popularity completely erases untruth. You can be, you can say something that's completely untrue, but if it was popular with your audience, that's actually better. That's far better than telling a truth that turns out to be unpopular. That's the worst thing you can do in today's media: telling a truth that's unpopular. Now that's this, what you've been doing. But exactly right. Well, that's what I do for my entire life, unfortunately. All right. But when we come back, I'm going to explain what impact this has had on my life and potentially a second kid on the John and Leah uh -oh. Show and the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, Leah, before I um, move along with the the story of how the uh, horrendous uh, (laughs) events of the uh, so-called Penn State scandal have impacted my life and and how they relate to the issue of uh, having a second kid, I want to mention one other thing about the, the media on this story, which, again, I cannot emphasize enough. They have blown this story from day one in a way that if even a small portion of the American population fully understood, there would be riots in the street. And that's not hyperbole. Uh, that is not an exaggeration. That's a reality. Every single thing I ever feared uh, or suspected about the news media is not just true. It's a thousand percent true. And the weirdest thing is, Leah, it's the exceptions that prove the rule. And this week, one of the most bizarre exceptions to this rule is Hollywood actor and talk show host Jay Moore. I really like him. Um, Jay Moore, who I'm sure you've seen in movies, there's been many movies. He's also a talk show host and he does a podcast. And he and his sports show has been exceedingly anti-Joe Paterno because he knew nothing about the story. He just buys in you know, what the headlines are. Of course, anybody, sure. anybody would be anti-Paterno if they only read the headlines and had no idea what the heck the story really was. So long story short, apparently the guy who runs his fan web page is a fan of our old show on KFI. Oh. And when this story came up again in the last couple of weeks, he said, hey, Jay, you should take a look at what Ziggler's done. And uh, Jay and I started uh, direct messaging on Twitter. Then we had a phone conversation. And, and Jay said, well, why don't you come to my house? I do a podcast every once in a while. This way we can do this, you know, an interview as long as you want. And, you know, we'll do it on a podcast. I said, that sounds fine. Great. So whatever. So last Thursday, I go to Jay Moore's house in Pacific Palisades in Los Angeles. And we do what I think is going to end up as a three our podcast. <laughs> That's because it takes that long well, to it, scratch the surface. That's the funny part. We could have easily done 10. Uh, yes. And and by the way, I think we would have if he wasn't – he was even more exhausted than I was at the end of the whole thing. 
Um, and he'll be releasing that podcast tomorrow. Um, if you go to my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed, I'm sure I'll be uh, sending out the links or just go to his uh, feed. I'm sure he will be as well. Jay Moore, the Hollywood actor. But he was he was actually far more curious, far more um, uh, credible, uh, asked far better questions, was yeah. far more open-minded than any member of the mainstream news media I have dealt with in four and a half years on the issue. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> an actor. An actor who, by the way, has a lot to lose. That was the most stunning part. Is because the number one thing on this story I have learned is if anybody other than Franco Harris has something to lose, you can't count on them at all because right. they will get afraid because this story is is nuclear Hiroshima Nagasaki toxicity to it. Yes, it is. And, and so no one wants any part of this unless they got nothing to lose. Hence, John Ziegler being at the center of it. So, because, you know, when you got nothing left to lose, you know how it works. So, um, anyway, that's that was fascinating. Um, and, you know, I, I'll be curious. He's very well liked. That podcast is followed by a lot of people. And, I mean, I was stunned that he took the time to do that and, uh, you know, that it's going to be out tomorrow. I, I'm I'm excited for you. It's it, it's. It seems to finally be chipping away a little bit, all your work. Oh, well, just a very little bit. I mean, I was also on uh, uh, the Paul Feinbaum show on ESPN, which is very famous where you are in Birmingham, Alabama, where it began. Um, That was an interesting uh, interview that I did. Feinbaum, uh, who is basically the most respected uh, host of his kind in in the college football world, I'm convinced from the way he handled me uh, was very sympathetic to where I was coming from. His callers, though, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, you had one caller screaming at you. But you know what? That caller screams at everybody. So. Right. Well, if you want to hear that interview, you can go to framingpaterno.com. And I believe it's the it's either the top link or the second link. It's very clear. Uh, the ESPN interview. It's worth it's worth the listen, if only for the entertainment of having it's very uh, uh, the the uh, callers just scream and yell at me uh, for for several minutes. But there's also You're really some, good at that though, handling those people. Well, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, no, I mean, I mean, but it was good. Well, I appreciate uh, your your saying that. Whether it's true or not, people can decide for themselves at FramingPaterno.com. But all right, all right. So anyway, those are the exceptions to the general rule, uh, which has further diminished my already dim view of humanity and this is how how it's now impacting my life in very serious ways not just because it impacts my mood because you know it's yes. it's depressing as hell when your life is about people being cowardly and stupid and corrupt all the time and not being able to do anything about it because i have it all proven i have the whole case proven and no one gives a damn, no. even though it's one of the biggest stories in the history of, of sports. Um, and it's a mass, you know, many, many people have had their lives destroyed by this. And there's people who are still under indictment and people in prison and a dead guy whose whole life is being is destroyed, his legacy, all that. No one cares because it doesn't fit their narrative. So this is all exceedingly frustrating. So in this context, my wife and I are watching the television show Nashville, which, by the way, is getting canceled. Canceled, yeah. Um, we watch it not because it's good. It's actually horrendous. 
But I, I lived for about a, about two years in Nashville once. And uh, so I find the show interesting from that standpoint. We kind of got into it, and now it's almost over, so we keep watching it. Anyway, long story short, one of the storylines is that uh, one of the main characters is at risk of losing custody of his child because of all these things that he's done in his past that are easily made to, to look worse in a courtroom than they really were. Gotcha. And my wife, she says jokingly, says to me, boy, this is nothing in comparison to what I could do to you. If we ever had a custody battle over our daughter, Grace, I could say this and that. And you got arrested right. here and you right. you defended a pedophile here. And uh, da, 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 da. I mean, I, you know, and she's ha you know, in her mind, she's half joking that, you know, she could easily win a uh, custody battle, especially in California, where men and particularly I'm sure white men are basically screwed. Um, and so, uh, as you might expect, I did not take kindly to this. Uh, I did not react. Yes. I did not react well to this um, because I presumed, because I now have this incredibly jaundiced view of humanity, that my wife is not joking. That this is at least somewhat, in somewhat shape or form, uh, either her backup plan or you know her plan of last resort, or if she needs to, this is an option that she has. Uh, to per, you know, to take my daughter away from me, if need be, if we ever get divorced or something like that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I think she was just joking, Zig. And and by the way, let's say she wasn't joking. She obviously hasn't seen you in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, but I only I'm I'm undefeated in a courtroom, uh, and hopefully yes. that will continue uh, in yes. my next court battle. But this is a case I couldn't win because she's right, because. You can't adjudicate all of these things and explain them all to a judge. I would be screwed. She's 100% right. Uh, and, and that's why I didn't take it as as a 100% joke. I mean, I'm not pretending that she was 100% serious. But to me, you know, there's always a little bit of truth in every joke. And my view of humanity is such that I just presume I'm going to get screwed. I presume that if anyone has the opportunity to screw me, they're going to screw me. That's my rule for life. Um, because that's been the, that's been my experience, and and so we got in a big fight over this. Um, now, as you know, we have also uh, been in discussions about what to do about trying to have a second child. I um, thought it was a little more than discussions. Well, no, no, there's mean. been there's been actual actions, which has been also bizarre. Um, it, it, you know, it's female behavior is fascinating, if not also incredibly frustrating, because you know, um, for four years after we had our daughter, uh, you know, I, we didn't even come close to having sex, not even remote. They didn't even come, didn't even sniff having sex. All right, and then I and I was okay, fine, whatever. She's tired she's working uh yeah. there's just no opportunities we got this young kid i mean i don't know how the hell anybody ever has sex when they have young kids exactly. I, have, I have no idea so i wasn't taking that personally wasn't my first choice but you know i'm like okay whatever well now all of a sudden that my wife has said okay this is our last shot to have a kid we're going to do everything we can and she's got this you know fertility machine and tells her when she's ovulating now awesome. now all of a sudden when the machine says go it's like Let's go. Come on. Let's let's get it on. Bang a gong. I mean, now all of a sudden I'm expected to have sex three times a day as a 49 year old man with a broken penis. Uh, so, I mean, so good luck with that. Um, 
I mean, it's it's absurd. It's like it's like you know, if you had taken one of your horses, right, yes. who, who had not been allowed out of the stable for four years, now all of a sudden you say, go sprint a hundred yards now. I mean, good <laughs> good luck with that. Um, so, and oh, by the way, do it again. Do it do it again later on the day, and then one more time, and then the next morning. You know, morning. they have little pills for that. Pills, pills, yeah, pills. Uh, but they they're the side effects of those things are horrendous. Uh, so, so anyway, that's been, uh, you know, weird. It was, and as you people may or may not know or remember, and since you forget everything about, they say on this show, uh, we thought that she was pregnant once. She actually was, but she, she miscarried very early on, uh, which was actually a, a bad sign because at 42, uh, the percentages are that most of her eggs now are not viable or not good, however you want to describe them, what have you. So anyway, now we, we're adding into this mix the notion that I'm now convinced that she is at least willing, if not plotting, on taking away our first child uh, from me, who's basically my life at this point. I mean, I have three or four reasons for living at this point. Uh, one of them is my daughter, Grace, and I'm not sure what the others are. So, so the idea that now this is in my head okay. uh, plays a major role because now – my wife has decided that since we've tried this for a few months and she's almost 43, now we need to go to extraordinary measures. Yes. And so that's where we'll pick up the story when we come back for the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And tomorrow morning, freespeechbroadcasting.com is where you can find the podcasts for this entire show, uh, both on SoundCloud and iTunes. All of our shows from about the last uh, eight or nine months are available <clears throat> via both uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. And I'm sorry, Leah? You bet. Oh, okay, yeah. So pick um, them up. <laughs> yes, please do and subscribe uh, when you get the opportunity to listen. Now, um, I, I mentioned in the in the last segment that my, my view of humanity has impacted my personal life, and specifically with regard to my wife and our quest for a second child. And, and by the way, I, sh I should point out that my wife 
her reaction to when I got ticked off at her making the joke about what she could do in a custody battle over mm -hmm. our uh, of our first child who's almost four years old. When we got in this fight, and it was pretty vicious, uh, she actually made the point, and I acknowledged it was true. She said to me, you know, this whole Penn State thing is destroying your ability to perceive human beings properly because you presume everyone's going to do the wrong thing. That yes, everyone, everyone, I agree with her. I'm sure you do because I think it's yeah. true. I, I think that that's true. I agree with that. I, and I told her, yeah, I think you're right. But that doesn't mean that somewhere deep down it's making me go, uh-oh. What, 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 uh, if she's joking about this, then she's clearly thought about it, and it's a possibility, and it clearly okay. would work. And it's Guess what, Zig? It would probably work anyway. She's the woman. No, but you can't. No, 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 no. You, you need to have some basis of a reason. No. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, always do. give um, the kid to the woman unless no, no. she's a nightmare nutcase. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, yes, I've, Zig. Okay, this it's is true. a point. This is a pointless conversation. I'm not pretending I would ever get full custody. All right, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like you know having no visitation, no, no, you know, you know that kind of thing. So I, anyway, I, what's the matter, Leah? Well, I can't imagine that that would happen. You're get, going like from zero I to one hundred. Leah, I am the most unpopular person on the planet, and so it's anything is possible. We live in a world where if you are unpopular. You have no protection, especially as a conservative white male. So anything is possible, and this is my only daughter. All right, now, so look, so that's the context for this. Now, now she's she's in, in an impeccably poor timing in the midst of all this. Uh, we go see the fertility specialist because now my wife's like, well, look, doing it the natural way is probably not going to work for me at 42 years old. So right. I want to ratchet it up because it's now or never. Uh, Correct. And so we go to see this fertility specialist, and I guess you know, having nothing to do with the the personal issues involved, it's amazing how much they can do in this day and age if you have enough money to do it. If, yes. If you have enough money to do it, you can pick. You're getting a baby. <laughs> you, you basically are getting a baby, and you get to pick gender you you can yeah. even pick up characteristics in some ways shape or form if you want now it's not a hundred percent um you know depending on age and other factors and all that but it is amazing how far we've come and they believe at least this doctor that we went to go see thinks that we've just you know tip of the iceberg that you know 20 30 years from now it's going to be even more uh advanced so wow. basically we're we're left with two choices there's the you know the first class <laughs> Uh, you, you know, put everything onto the wall, uh, you pick, you know, gender and everything. That's going to cost about $15,000 for one shot at and what they tell us is really only about a 40% chance of oh. delivering a kid. Uh, that's, you know, that's that's the one shot. Because, of course, if you have unlimited funds, you can try it again, right? So, yes. so if you do it, if, you, if something has a 40% chance and you do it, Say three times, three times. Statistically, you should be, you know, near 100 um, percent. Or there's the the second option, which is, you know, going to cost about a thousand dollars a pop. Where, you know, it's uh, effectively at the end of those three months, you have about the same percentage of about a 30 to 40 percent chance of having a live birth. Um, okay. And so we're trying to figure this out. 
in the context of <laughs> of this conversation that we just this fight we just had over custody of the first child, and now she's you know one wanting to spend all this money on a on a hail mary pass to try to have the second child. Uh, so I think you can understand why I'm a bit conflicted, uh, <laughs> even though I know where you stand on the child issue. So what's yeah. your reaction to all this? Yeah, look, I I I think you're I think you're worried about the custody battle. I don't think that that's really where you need to be worried about. I'd worry about making my wife happy and having a happy marriage. That's what I would worry about. But this is not going to all of a sudden make a happy marriage. Part, although I've talked about this on the air before, on the show before, I fully acknowledge that it, it gives us a, at least a chance yes. to to uh, stave off potential disaster because she's already this is this is what really ticks me off. She's already creating in her head, and I've tried everything I can to nip it in the bud, but I have, I'm going to fail. She is creating in her head a narrative that I waited too long for us to try to have a second kid, and her fertility faded away too fast and so therefore it's my fault forever and ever if we don't have a second kid which is just flat out false <laughs> and um and and yeah because she really i mean she may have wanted one but it didn't seem like she it, she wanted it right now like until about two months ago so right. well it was about three or four months ago so yeah uh, but yeah but, I mean, maybe actually it was five months ago but anyway the point is the point is she is creating in her head this false narrative where I'm to blame if we don't have another kid. I'm to blame no matter what. I mean, um, and and you know, even though I have done everything that she wanted, against my own gut instincts, against my own self-interest, you know, putting ourselves in potential enormous economic risk because right now in, in, the, in current income, she's the chief breadwinner because she works full time. And, you know, I, I basically am living on investments and savings and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I bring in the vast majority of the assets, but on a day-to-day -day basis, she brings in the income, and that will go away, of course, if she goes and has a second kid, which I'm fine to, to take that risk and that sacrifice. My point is I'm doing everything I can, getting zero credit and putting myself at enormous risk, and I just don't, you know, I don't see where I can win. I can't win. That's the that's the thing. When, I, when there's no scenario where I can win, I get very frustrated, Leah. Okay, well, here's uh, the thing, I, Zig. Uh, you need to stop looking at winning, 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 winning. I, I need to win. I need to win. I need to You're win. I need to be right. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is you need to just, you know, do what she wants. She's looking at having another baby. It's yeah. going to be good for you in your marriage. Yeah. And please don't look at a child as a reason to have it taken away from you right now. Right. Don't Leah, think that further right. down the road. Leah, uh, thanks as, as, as always for your time. See you next week. Till then. Sounds good. I'm John Ziegler. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.